same bugs thing. from Lion King, except now they have magical firework farts. I like that they were called tootin' booms, right? Is that what they were yeah, called? Tootin' booms. <laughs> tootin' booms. Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. And Ian Anderson. Some shit. Do you ever find yourself wondering if you should spend the time, money, or both on a movie? We're here to answer that question for you. Each week, we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. We appreciate your help growing the podcast by hitting that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. Go check out our website, whatsourverdict.com. Subscribe to our email list for exclusive content and updates. Today, we're reviewing Raya and the Last Dragon. It was released March 5th, 2021. It was written by Keen Ewing and Adele Lim. It was directed by Don Hall and Carlos Lopez Estrada. Stars Kelly Marie Tran, Aquafina, Isaac Wang, Gemma Chan, Benedict Wong, and Daniel Day Kim. In a realm known as Kumandra, a reimagined Earth inhabited by an ancient civilization, a warrior named Rai is determined to find the last dragon. If you haven't seen this movie yet and you want to avoid spoilers, now's the time to go watch this movie. Pause, come back, join us once you've seen it. We also have a spoiler-free review. You can go to YouTube, our YouTube channel, and watch there where we tell you whether or not you should watch this thing. So go check that out if you haven't seen the movie yet. If you don't mind spoilers, stick with us because we're about to spoil the shit out of this thing. So yeah. As I said in the spoiler free, I need to dive into this and talk about something real quick because I it really so we watched this I watched this yesterday and then I was getting ready last night, pre-getting ready, setting up some things I wanted to look at. And then this morning I was doing the same and I, I really got frustrated, guys. And I'll tell you why, because I love the message of this movie. I'm just gonna get that right out of the gate. I think it's great. I think the whole idea of trusting each other, coming together, regardless of our differences and the, you know, the shitty things that we can do as human beings. But as I got online and I searched just to get some information and set up my intro and all that stuff some articles down below started to catch my eye and the thing was is that I got really upset by the things that the top five articles had nothing to do with what this movie was about the very first one is the only one that didn't have to do with things that irritated me it was because it all was was about the box office which is usually the first thing you see so I was talking about the numbers that they made on this movie in the first weekend the problem that I have is the next four articles, there was a blurb in each one of these two or three page articles about what this movie talked about. The next piece was, seriously, the next three articles were about, was Raya homosexual? And then the next two articles were about under representation of Asian culture, especially Southeast Asian culture, which is what this one was about. So, Mm -hmm. and then the next one, the final one was not about the under, it had talked about the under representation of the Southeast Asian culture, but it mainly focused on the fact that with the, the female, it talked about the whole female lead and Disney princess. What does that mean? Right. And I'm like sitting here in my, and seriously, like three quarters of these articles were about these topics and completely raised over the fact that this is a movie that's about coming together beside regardless of the differences and so look i'm a white male i don't I understand that people are going to listen to this and go, JJ, you're bitching about the wrong things, but I'm not. The whole point of this movie is about coming together, respecting each other's differences, understanding that we're humans first. And I was so 
pissed because I'm like, you do realize, and I'm not saying that these topics aren't things that need to be talked about. There is underrepresentation in the in Asian cultures, in especially in Hollywood. But why is that the only thing we talk about about this movie that beautifully displayed how as human beings, if we can come together, we can accomplish anything, and change the world. That's what we should be talking about. And then we discuss the th- the little one quarter that we talk about. That topic in these articles should be three quarters of these articles. Then we talk about the fact that yes, there's underrepresentation of Asian cultures. Yes, it's an interesting discussion about was there, you know, some romantic interest between Raya and the other girl, and I can't remember her name, which I think is an interesting topic because there was definitely some interesting flirting between Raya and Namari, and I don't care which way it goes. I'm fine if they wanted to, if they were gay, they're gay. Cool, fun. It should be an interesting discussion maybe for a second movie. But even if it was just that they were friends and that's how it moved forward, I'm fine with that too. And I'm even fine that they discussed that in the article. What I'm not okay with is these things that divide us and all that discussing these in the way that these articles did was do more to divide because it was angry. It was pissed. And I understand those feelings, but to devote three quarters of your article to spreading the anger and the division is exactly the opposite of what this movie's about. So I really, it discouraged me because I was like, we're setting up this great movie, this beautiful movie for kids. And Mattson, you talked about how much your nieces and nephew enjoyed this movie when you guys watched it together. They should enjoy it. It's fun. It's enjoyable. And it has a great message. But I just get pissed because the media is diluting what this movie is really about to discuss things that, while important, really take away from and contradict the meaning of what this movie was written for so there's my soapbox i had to get that out of there because it really go jj didn't just piss me off it actually made me really sad to read these articles and i'm not a usually a soapbox guy i don't like to discuss social justice stuff i don't like to discuss the things that are going on because they're too serious and we try to keep this thing lighthearted and fun and discuss Mm -hmm. movies themselves so i really was upset question for you jj when you talk about the one of the articles mentioned about the homosexual relationship were people upset that disney would put something like that in a movie no. In fact, it was the opposite, Matt. So let me, and what I mean by that is Kelly Marie Chan, the, the actress that voiced Raya, was asked, you know, was there a relationship? Was it more than just friends between, again, Raya and Namari, the two main conflict people there? And she said, you know, I'm glad that you asked that. When I voiced her, my thoughts were there was something more going on. And she mentioned the part where Raya's there to distract Namari and her little army when they're picking up the big guy that I can't remember mm-hmm. his name name she's distracting them and she comes out and says how's it going undercut didn't expect to see you here and it was kind of like a little flirtatious banter so she she mentioned that in the interview but then and that was fine i'm okay with that little blurb that they talked about because it's an interesting thought process right because there was some of that back and forth between the two of them but then what they did was is this article turned into disney being afraid to just commit to like they have little snippets of homosexual relationships in some of their movies and and animated stuff but they're they don't commit to a full on and so it just the the article kind of just went into this direction of shame on Disney for teasing it but not actually committing to it and I'm like why is this the center of this article it's exactly opposite of what this movie's talking about and the same with the you know the discussion about the southeast asian cultures and being underrepresented overall asian culture in hollywood again it's not a an invalid point. When you think about mainstream movies, recently you've seen a lot more in the last couple of years with, you know, uh, some of the movies, like, and we reviewed the the one, I can't remember the name of it, that I didn't love the movie, but it won the Best Picture Oscar. What is that weird movie we watched? Parasite? Parasite. So you've got Parasite that was a big movie last year. You've had 
a couple of Disney movies recently that, that had more of an Asian influence. So, I mean, you're starting to see more of that. So, and I think that's great. And again, it's something that we should discuss, but it shouldn't be three quarters of an article about a movie that has to do with coming together, regardless of who you are and what you believe. And, and it, it just, like I said, I mean, and, and I'm sitting here getting all, and it's not even that I get mad and angry. It's that like I get discouraged because these are the reasons. It's the fact that we focus on these things as a human nature 90% and 10% on the important things that if we can figure out how to be humans first and white and Asian and black and gay and straight and all those things second, the smallest part of who we are, as opposed to our differences are what we put out in front of everybody. And we try to focus on all the differences between ourselves instead of the things that make us the same and make and make us human beings first. That's what creates the differences and the division between us, as opposed to things that just make us different. And then they bring a little spice to our life. They're like the things that add flavor to us, but we're humans first, right? And so it just it just really discouraged me, guys, reading it, especially because it's such an interesting and fun movie. I agree with you. It's unfortunate and it's frustrating. I completely agree because I walked away from the movie thinking that's a good message and it did it in a way where I felt like all sides could say, yes, unity and coming together and trusting is an important thing. And it's, like you said, discouraging to find out that that message was just glossed over and we went right back to dividing each other. I mean, a really powerful scene in this movie towards the end is, I wish we'd remember the, the fang girl's name with the buzz cut and the hair. Namari. You know her name. What was her name? Namari. Namari. Um, in Raya, when Namari's you could tell she was having conflicting thoughts with what her mom told her about like, Hey, we're, we're taking over, taking all the gyms, we're protecting Fang. And then she came with the gym and Rai was there and you could tell she wanted to to give it up. But then I'm sure she's like, well, if I don't do this, my mom's going to hate me. My people will hate me. So she brought out the crossbow and you could tell she didn't want to pull the trigger, but she was about to, but we don't know if she was going to take her hand off of that. And then Raya, who her dad taught her to trust and to love and to believe, couldn't do that herself. So both of them were scared to give in to the thing that they needed to give into. And it came to a head. And unfortunately, they they killed, well, I don't know, temporarily killed Sisu, the, the, the dragon, if I said that correctly. And I just thought that was mm -hmm. really interesting because I think a lot of people in their life in making decisions, they are afraid of deviating from the decision that they've been trying to say for weeks that this is the right thing for me, or it could be months or it could be years that they've lived in believing that was the thing, but they're ready to almost relinquish control, whether it's something that you felt was right, but now kind of know is wrong, or, or if you're on the other side of it, like Raya, where you knew this is, you need to trust this person, but you've haven't trusted them for so long that you need to give them a chance again. And I think that message happens in the world on a daily basis. It's something that's happening in, in my life. And I've seen in other people's lives that sometimes you, you have to have the courage to say, you know what, my thought process, my decision, my belief in this other individual or myself has been wrong. And I need to have the courage to make that change. And that's a really hard thing to do. And I really like that scene because that's indicative of humanity. Kind of interesting too. Most times when we watch these Disney movies, you have some character, very charismatic, that gives some speech and kind of just sways everybody's opinion towards going on the right path. And it was kind of interesting to me at the start where Mariah's dad is making those speeches and they're just falling flat. That just stood out to me because so much we see these Disney characters that make those speeches and things go right. It was weird to see him make these speeches that were the right points, what needed to happen and have everybody refuse them and continue on in their individual paths. So I thought that was kind of interesting. 
and to kind of build on what you were talking about there, both of you, for me, it was interesting. I think my favorite part is, is with this movie, not only does it have a great message, but it shows the actual, what could be considered like the consequences in a, in a family friendly way. It's still a Disney movie, but the fact that Raya, you know, she tried at the beginning, she got burned, right? Because she tries at the very beginning of the movie to make a friend with Namari with the from the fang she gets betrayed that's how the earth ends up getting broken because of this dragon jewel that gets broken and it brings the drune back but then you see this untrusting character for the rest of the movie even to the point that she finds sisu and spends time with this hilarious dragon and is trying to be taught you know by this childlike dragon that you need to trust that's what's going to help fix the world is you trusting but you see the consequence of this lack of trust of all of these characters at the end that they end up having to in a way sacrifice themselves and yes the happy ending comes because it's a disney movie but i think that's the part that i liked was all of these characters that showed a lack of trust throughout that we end up coming together as a team end up sacrificing themselves to save the world to try to save the world and it's a consequence of if they had just trusted each other from the beginning and actually worked together through the end they wouldn't have had to have done that they could have let sisu do her thing and let her save the world and and, you know maybe that's a different you know there's a lot of discussion you can have around that but it's that lack of trust and leaning into those poor decisions because of the inability to trust and and not unrightfully so but still not getting over those things that that betrayed the people that betrayed them and those feelings of not being able to trust they could have avoided having to possibly having to sacrifice themselves at the end as a team so it was a really interesting moment where they all came together but at the same time if you think about it they really have to do that if they could could have gotten their over their own inability to trust and and come together so that's what i really liked is that it showed a consequence that one you don't just all of a sudden trust people and get over it you're still going to have these issues like raya throwing the sword out there because it was both of their fault if namari hadn't pulled out the crossbow and if raya hadn't thrown her sword there at the end who knows what might have happened so i i just really liked it because it showed consequence to a degree as much as you can in a kid's movie when it's it's such a hard thing to like looking at my own life. I think back of times where I've trusted individuals and it hasn't worked out. It's such a hard thing to continue to try to trust when you've had those disappointing letdowns and it's really easy to put up walls. And so the most impactful moment for me in this movie was when Raya gives that piece of her gem to Namari and like walks into the, uh, that kind of self-sacrifice that you mentioned, JJ. I th- I just think though that moment was super powerful. And if I remember right, Namari even goes through this little kind of hesitation where she looks towards the light and thinks about getting out with all these mm-hmm. gems, which I thought was super interesting to include there to see just how difficult it is to put yourself aside and trust in others and make sacrifices for others, especially in a world where we're very focused on ourselves nowadays. So very, very good message. Yeah, and I'm with you on that, Ian. I'm, it, it was funny because I started watching, like I was 100% in Raya's corner the whole movie almost because I'm not a trusting person, you know, having been burned and, and, and not even in that, you know, serious of a way when you think about the overall consequences and responsibilities that this movie showed that had these characters had i mean i get burned in little ways but i i look at most of the world and like a very most human beings as like ah they're not gonna hold up 
You know what I mean? Like, and that's terrible of me, but that's, I think, part of the reason that this, and part, probably part of the reason I got so frustrated when I read those articles too, because it was a powerful message for me because I'm not a trusting person. Like I was in Raya's corner. I'm like, don't give them that. Like, don't trust them. Like, you're right, girl. You got to do it yourself. Get it done. You and this dragon be chilling. Why would you trust anyone? Because they've proven that they're not trustworthy. So for me, like it was one of those things at the end. I was like, that's, that's a very powerful message because I agree completely with where most of them were prior to coming together because not saying that I would have been able to do any better. You know what I mean? I probably would have been worse. I don't know that I would have ever trusted her. So it's, it, yeah, it's an interesting, interesting play on where a lot of us are at, I think. So I feel like I, this is the, the serious, it's the serious conversation we've had about such a lighthearted movie. If that I know, it. right? Well, that's us sitting there going, we got to transition this to more of the fun parts of this movie. Well, I've had a continuity issue that annoyed me at the end when they were all sacrificing themselves. Because up until that point, when you got taken by the, the drone, you all had the, the cupped hands and looking really peaceful. But all of a sudden, after Raya did that, everyone else could just touch her or hug her and they froze in that regard. And I was like, that's, I know they wanted to show the imagery. I was like, well, okay so now they just changed positions at mm -hmm. the end and we're cool with that like i laughed because i was like this is a, a massive continuity issue that needed to drive the story home because it wouldn't have looked as as unified and everything if they're all just got their arms out in like prayer status and so that annoyed me because it didn't make any sense i have a question and i might have looked away or missed it but at the beginning when the stone breaks and the drone it's the drone right Drew, is that yeah. what the drone start breaking out and turning people to stone and Raya's dad is trying to get her out. He like puts her over the edge into like some water. Why why couldn't he jump too? Was there a reason? Because he right. took the arrow to the leg. I don't think he could barely walk. Like she was half carrying him last the last time. I, I agree. <laughs> like, at first oh, fall over the edge. <laughs> well at first I was like, why didn't you do that earlier? Like yeah. Instead of sitting there chit-chatting about her leaving, just grab her and jump over the edge. But yeah, I think that was the... But again, it's the sacrifice that makes the movie. Yeah. So you... I'm not... It's a Disney movie. I mean, pretty yeah. much any movie, non-Disney, whatever, you know that they're going to have that moment of like, save yourself, save them all. <laughs> and that had to be like the driving force of her. But yeah, and I think, I mean, in real life, you'd be pulling that person with you. Granted, yeah, yeah. there's a good chance well, they'd be drowned in the water, but whatever. I'll, I'll give you guys the like the sacrifice part, but I'm going to hit it with another like nitpicky thing. He should have been wounded when he came back to life. Like, yeah. Should have still had an arrow sticking out of his leg when they turned him back to or turned him from stone. <laughs> Yeah. I, I wish this movie had more time to lean into because it, it made me think of the the Thanos principle, you know, when people are brought back after what in, in Marvel, it was five years, roughly. Mm -hmm. And in this movie, they they lean into the very serious nature when Raya saw her ba just had that emotional connection. I think that was fine. But they I, they never at any point have what I felt like at the end of the movie leans into any of the funny nature of like, hey, a lot of these people have been gone for five years and all these people are older and or even like the little baby. Like, I mean, I guess her mom probably didn't wasn't in stone for six years because that baby wouldn't been alive but i thought they were going to lean a little bit more into the fun nature of people being gone and coming back thought that could have been cool to see I had all of those thoughts as well. And I think the only one that I actually like didn't pass over was I had two. So the dad not jumping in, I was like, you got to have that because that's her like core moment. You know what I mean? Is yeah. losing her dad. But then 
the other one was at the end, like when you're talking about Matson, like because at first I was bothered too. Like when they showed the kid, the little captain kid grabbing a hold of her leg after he made the sacrifice and it kept him holding onto her leg. I was like, well, what wait, what? Why isn't he doing the little normal pose that everybody else that gets turned to stone does? And then as they continued on and everybody got to stay, my only thought was, okay, it's because they're choosing to do this. And it's like again, it's the same thing as with the dad not jumping in. You had to have that like raise up and get your heart swelling because they made the right decision. Vision mo yeah so but i i'm with you yeah from an adult perspective i'm like no no no, no that's not how this works <laughs> i was kind of surprised they didn't lean into like the drone a little bit more like i still have no idea why or who or you know what these things are it's just kind of this mystic force that turns everybody to stone so yeah, they show because of human discord mm-hmm. like they weren't oh is that what it was but to ian's credit though it was a very that was like a 15 second monologue or something and gotcha. there, i do agree ian actually in not something i said in our spoiler free that would be another knock for this movie yeah. is the perceived bad guy and that's not really the bad thing or whatever it didn't it didn't have a driving force for me in the audience that i was like afraid of it or really understood it and it was just kind of this thing that happened it would have been much better to have that backstory i think i think that you're talking about ian yeah because you could have linked that up with like the whole trusting issue that goes throughout mm-hmm. the theme of the movie and have it be these things are powered by this unwillingness to yeah. trust this the darker side of human nature so i think that's that really yeah like i said that's something they could have could have done a little bit better on. I was going to say that was one of the other things I wanted to talk about was the fact that it was just this, like like Madsen said, it's just a passing line from Sisu to Raya on the boat when they're going the for when they're first going down the river with the kid she says because she asks what are they and the, and sisu says it's human discord it's created because humans can't get along and i was like in my head I'm, and then that's all they said about it like that was it like you got one line or one little story but i was like man you could have incorporated that at the beginning when you tell this beautiful story of these dragons sacrificing themselves to save humans and just and to destroy the and then they ruin that sacrifice right by continuing to show that that strife and that discord because of this wanting to hold this stone i was like you could have had a conversation between you know a dragon and a human at the very beginning explaining guys this these are because you won't come together we're going to give you the opportunity to come together by sacrificing and making you know getting these guys going away but don't waste that sacrifice and then showing that the humans still wasted it i think it could have been even more powerful and then you would have had more like you're saying that's and more connection to these villains to where it's like there's a reason they're scary and there's a reason they're there and it's it's our own fault right because we sow that discord yeah i think that's what was as you guys heard me talk about like not being endeared to the characters i think i needed more of a reason from the bad thing bad guy perspective that would have helped me to feel and relate to what's happening from these other characters that are trying to defeat this thing but i never fully understood what was happening in that regard so something that was happening on screen but the message that i took away the overarching message of humanity coming together i got that but the characters weren't necessarily the thing that ultimately got me there now, I will say, and you mentioned this, I think, Matson, in the spoiler free and that the, visually, this is a beautiful movie. It's amazing. Like if from the very beginning, like the colors, the the how vibrant and beautiful it is. And like, I love the map that the rivers, the dragon, the, mm-hmm. you know, how the lands are separated, but still together as part of this. I just really enjoyed visually watching this movie. Like one of the coolest parts is when it starts raining after they find the one piece of the orb and Sisu starts hopping around in the rain. Like visually, that was just unbelievable. Well, it was just such a beautiful movie. 
I like as far as the visuals. Each land when they got there, they'd put up the big in caps like spine or fang mm. or tail. And each place you went to, like spine, I remember the big just like towering trees and the darkness and the eeriness of that. And the I can't remember it was the water city called Tail. I can't I'm not I don't remember exactly, but I really enjoyed just the vibrancy and everything. It it made me want to be a part of the world. So I'm gonna give them like top marks for that. I agree. What drew me to this movie was the visuals. I don't even remember what the preview was about, but I remember mm. how it looked. And I was like, oh, that looks like it could be really good. So yeah. you shouldn't judge a movie off how it looks, but that's exactly <laughs> what I did. I wanted to, like I mentioned earlier, like, does anyone remember the music at all? For me, I don't. And that is surprising mm. from a Disney perspective, because when you put animation and Disney together, usually you have like a great theme song or an underlying theme. But I don't remember anything. Yeah, there wasn't any anything memorable like i remember there was a couple of moments where i was like oh yeah the music really because i think music adds it whether we realize it or not but at the same time like there's not anything that like i couldn't tell you it's not like a memorable melody it's not something that i am gonna remember when it comes to that which is which you're right is interesting because most of the time especially with disney animated features you usually have some pretty memorable music that goes with it but i'm sure there's some underlying theme that when raya is doing something heroic or there's a big decision that theme is there but the fact that we can't really remember it you pretty much always i mean from hercules to mulan to all and granted those are more musically styled but even still most of these newer animated movies that's still a disney like bread and butter so i was surprised I agree. The other thing I wanted to talk about for sure was the acting. Like, I really enjoyed the performances in this movie, especially like Aquafina was hilarious in this movie, like as Sisu the dragon. I do not like her. Like, really? I, See, and I don't like her crazy. typically. Like, I don't like her in a lot of movies that she's in. I, I will because say there's been like a couple. Jumanji. But I don't like, yeah, like I'm not a huge fan of her. I didn't like her in Jumanji. I didn't like her in, like I said, I've not liked her in a lot. Like Ocean's 8, I wasn't a huge fan of her. But I did enjoy her in two movies. I enjoyed her in this. And then I enjoyed her in Crazy Rich Asians. She was hilarious in that. But this movie, like, and I think part of why I liked her is because she's usually just so over the top all the time. And she had her moments in this movie quite often where she was really over the top and in your face. But she did the serious, poignant moments very well, too. And she played that kind of childlike, just very innocent character very well. So I think her her performance was much more nuanced in this than she's ever given in anything else. I did it. I enjoyed her. She, other than Raya herself and then Namari, that dynamic between the two and I don't think Namari got enough screen time in my opinion but I feel like to me her performance kind of really lifted this movie a lot just because she was believable when she would tell you know Raya you need to trust and you know and she was making these friendships and these relationships throughout the movie I really enjoyed her character a lot but I did wish Namari got more screen time I like the dynamic of these two powerful warrior women that were on either side, wanted the same thing, but were raised to do it differently and wanted to be friends. And at their core had a lot of similarities and things that, but they just couldn't come together because of, you know, one thing or another, whether they're, you know, you look at the extremes or you look at the, you know, the little things that just kept them apart. So I really liked that dynamic and I wish they'd have went with that more. I wish they had a little interaction in the beginning because when they were kids, they had that first interaction in, I think, tail when they first find Sisu right after they have their little battle or whatever but then in the middle there's not much until you come back to that whole distraction piece i think if if she they'd have been right on her tail in every land and they have some interaction well even if it was just a few seconds i think that the movie benefited from the two of them together 
Yeah, and I think that goes back to where I didn't feel endeared to the characters and some of the progression. I think if they did, as you described, JJ, it would have been different for me. And I think I would have liked to have seen like some has more hesitation on Namari's part to want to change before she realized that Sisu was alive, because that was the big and I let that be the turning point still, right? So she gets that face to face with Sisu in spine after they get the big guy and they try to get away and she saves Raya. Let that be the big turning point. But I think that's the part that I wanted to see more of is up until that point, Namari still had a disdain for Raya and wanted to, they were full on enemies. And I think have some quick conversations, even if it's from afar as they're chasing each other to like have Namari question what she's doing and the way that they're doing it before Sisu comes into the mix for her. And I think maybe that would have helped Matt's entire tie these characters up a little bit more and have you feel a little bit more for them because they're starting to do the right thing without this dramatic dragon being in the in the mix right i think that could have added but overall i i did enjoy the characters i may not have been emotionally attached to them the way i am some in in movies but they were fun not even close for me man but granted (laughs) some of those characters i'm emotionally dear to that have had multiple movies so got to give that some caveats javier is not here say it but this might be one of the few movies we've watched that you can't solve the problem with just being strapped that's so true throw that out there for him though he did have some cool weapons in this movie though dude that sword i just gotta say i don't know how it actually works because it doesn't make sense but it's very cool so one thing that I, in some research that i was doing and, and again this comes from i know very little about southeast asian culture so a lot of these things that in this movie were based on you know you see a lot from china and japan in movies when you talk about asian cultures and movies and things like that but you don't see a lot from the vietnams the cambodias the laos that which is where this would have been these characters are more based out of that style um, and some of the weapons that you see are very very much southeast asian so that sword while not that cool they do have they did have like a version of that i was reading where the sword had a solid state but then kind of could have like some flexibility obviously didn't turn into some giant whip but had some you know bend to it in a certain area and i i wanted to learn more about that as i and i still plan to look into that but then the sticks that you see raya using at the beginning against her dad those are a very southeast asian influence with the sticks the big spear with the blade at the end like the, almost the scimitar blade that they showed in fang so a lot of that came through from are based on very real ancient weapons from that and still use you know these traditional weapons from southeast asia which i thought was really cool the way that no dungeon master ian (laughs) (laughs) note taken note taken i want a giant great sword that can do exactly as rise did that would bring me nothing but happiness we'll see what we can do <laughs> so another thing that kind of like i get for kids i'm sure because like you said matt and i'm sure your your nieces and nephew thought the little baby and the the monkeys were hysterical i'm yeah, sure they, they loved the little farting exploding bugs in the first they little bit from an adult perspective though like that that shit was heavy-handed as hell to me like i i by the end of the movie i thought the baby was funny the baby and the monkeys but that first scene that where oh, they're yeah. in and they steal the the shards of this thing front and there's like the whole chase scene through like it was so over the top like i think they figured the baby out near the end of the movie the middle and the end because i did have like the whole breaking into fang to distract like when they're up against the wall and they like take the pose and then they're like scooting along like that made me audibly laugh like i laughed out loud at that part and then they take out like the a couple of guards but like the first scene I, I didn't find it funny at all and then the farting bugs i was like those bugs would have been cool 
if they didn't fart first the whole sound and then the explosion i was like oh come on and i realized it's aimed for kids but i was like you could it would have done the same bugs from lion king except now they have magical firework farts I like that they were called tootin' booms, right? Is that what they were yeah, called? Tootin' booms. <laughs> tootin' booms. That's what we're calling the... my farts now when we play Gloomhaven, Ian, when I have <laughs> eggs beforehand. Shoot, man, wow. I start matches. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't like the baby bothered me because it was confusing to me with the physics of this movie because, oh, okay, so one, how old it really is, this baby? It's like two or three. It's running super fast. This grown adult woman can't catch it. And like, I don't know. Just, I mean, again, it's a kid's movie. You sure. got to have things that just don't add up like that. So I just chalked it up to that. But yeah, that that little baby bothered me. Something I'm realizing as we talk more about this movie is typically with Disney movies, especially the animated ones like this, the usually there's more humor that gets me laughing. And there weren't a lot of points in this movie where I was... Like you said, there was kind of heavy handed with their humor. It just it didn't land like a lot of their movies usually do. I think back to our review of Soul and there were a number of times where I was laughing or giggling because of just clever humor or funny interactions. And this one, that humor just didn't land for me. And that's kind of a disappointment now that I'm realizing it. Yeah, I remember one of the jokes that when Sisu transformed into human form, she's like, oh my gosh, like I'm so much closer to my butt or something. And you just like, yeah. it'll work. Yeah, the co- the comedic bits either hit pretty well or they didn't. Yeah. There were a couple of things. So I will say Tuk Tuk, that was the coolest character and one of the coolest characters in this movie. Yeah, adorable. Oh, and I don't know what, because cre- he's obviously an armadillo of some sort. That dude was the coolest. And some credit to Alan Tudyk, like that he's the one that did all the noises and the sound effects for that guy. And he's one one of my favorite actors out there he's so underappreciated i've talked about him before but alan tudyk yeah he voiced that but that cutest damn character and funny like the noises he made oh god it was great i liked him a lot i enjoyed the kid like the captain kid he was funny where he was like the big sales pitch for getting like his boat and his food and that part made me laugh but it was so riddled with like the baby who I didn't find fun as funny. Yeah. So it's an interesting thought. And like you said, Disney usually makes me laugh with their movies a lot. And then has this great message. Typically this one had such a powerful message, but it did miss with the comedy. And I, and I'm okay with that because the amount, the the message was so good, but I would have liked to have had a little less heavy handed movie. I saw Mulan was not. Wow. Yeah. But that's just because they catered to things they shouldn't have. Cause the cartoon Mulan is fantastic. One of the best they ever made. Funny as hell. To the the visuals for a second though. Cause I totally forgot this. Remember when they were showing each of the, the kingdoms and like their kind of supposed leader and they went to like the, not, like the animated was like cartoon version of each of these areas i was just blown away by how cool that looked that they did two different kind of art mediums in that mm-hmm. i really liked that i was like man this movie would have looked good as a cartoon too oh yeah i know what you're talking about because they did it in the intro too so it had like more yeah. of a, a different animation style kind of like when they were telling the backstory and then when they were given it i like that cool. that is cool i did like that i also liked visually that each one of the lands had like a a visual that made it stick out. So like heart had that big rock formation. The one that I remember Fang had the, you know, the canal was like an Island. And then Fine had the big towering. Yeah. The trees. And then it had that mountain that looked like kind of like a spinal piece of a dragon, like the fin of a dragon, like a typical like fantasy dragon, as opposed to the, the Asian dragon. So I did like that. Each one had one that made you stick out. So Overall, guys, I know we talked a lot of shit on this movie, but I really had a good time watching it. Like, I think there were some things they could have done better. But at the end of the day, like this movie was fun. I enjoyed it. And I watched it by myself 
late last night. So it's not even like I watched it with a bunch of people that would make it more fun to watch, but I was watching it. I really enjoyed it. I had some fun moments. It was an emotional movie. Like I actually had some emotion at the end where, you know, I wasn't like full on tears running down my face, but like, you know, there's some tugs at my heartstring. I got a lump in my throat a couple of times as I watched it. And I think that might be partly because I related so much to Raya and how she feels about trusting people. So it was interesting to see how that came full circle. And so, uh, but I, I did, I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was really fun. Yeah. You guys want to rate it? Let's do it. Matt, so why don't you kick us off? Yeah, I've been trying to, I've been flip-flopping back and forth between like a three or a three-five. I think I'm going to give it a solid three. As far as animated movie goes, this is a, and I will say like if if I was at my nieces and nephews or when I go see some of my other nieces and nephews later this month and they hadn't seen it and they want to watch it, I'll watch it again. Like it, I'll be entertained. There'll be things I'm sure I'll pick up on, the more nuances in the kind of overall message. Again, you've already heard us say the visuals were spectacular. The overall voice act I mean, there's nothing I can complain about. Yeah, like Sisu, who's played by, I can't remember that. Aquafina. Aquafina. And while I don't love her, did she do a good job for this role? She did. So I have to take that aside. The overall message of the mo- this movie is very strong. Those things are, are amazing. And I think Disney did really well there. But as we've talked about where it fell flat for me is it wasn't that funny to me. The music, I don't really remember anything from that. And to me, that's a hallmark of a good Disney movie. And then kind of the biggest kicker for me is the character progression and in the endearment that I wanted to have in these characters, it was lacking in, in maybe giving a little bit more backstory or some of the motivations. But I think a big part of that as well as we've discussed is not knowing enough about the Droon and why it was there and and how it was growing and giving a purpose behind that. I think that would have helped a lot more from driving the story home and, and helping me want to feel closer to these characters going through that struggle. So because of that, I mean, as you guys know, we've seen a lot of bad movies. This is not a bad movie. It's not close to it. It's not a great movie, but it's as far as animated movies goes, I mean, there's. I'd rather watch Monsters, Inc., Toy Story, movies like that. But again, it's a good movie. I wouldn't pay to watch it if it's just you, like JJ was saying. But if you've got a family, yeah, go ahead. Pay for it. You'll enjoy it. Ian? Um, I've been kind of flip-flopping on my, my rating as well as we've talked about it. But the thing I keep coming back to is just the message of this movie was so well done and so easy to relate to, I think, because I... I don't know anybody who hasn't gone through issues with giving somebody trust and having that either abused or being completely let down. So I, for that, like, I want to put it at that 3.5. Like, again, it's, it's not, I wouldn't, there's a lot of things and aspects about this movie that aren't up to the typical Disney caliber that we're used to, but it was still very like visually fun to watch this movie. I thought the different characters and animals and the way they told the story was very interesting, but there's still like that. The humor not hitting kind of takes a hit for this movie because that's what I look forward to for a lot of these Disney movies as well. So I'm going to say 3.5 and I would probably watch this again. More so if like my niece or little sister wanted to watch it, I'd I'd definitely put it on and kind of watch it with them. But other than that, that's kind of where I'm at. I can tell you I've known since last night when I finished it what I would rate it, which is a first for me. I'm usually racking my brain throughout our review to decide what I'm going to rate a movie. But this one's been a three and a half for me since I finished watching it. And I think it kind of goes to what both of you are saying. There is a lack of connection that's very out of sorts for Disney. They usually connect you very well to their characters and the you know individuals. And I think there were a couple of characters. Like I said, I was really connected to Raya and mm-hmm. Namari. Yeah, I, I was really connected to those two. And I liked Sisu. But outside of that, like there wasn't a lot of connection 
connection to the whole group as a whole. I liked each individual character. Like I enjoyed the other guy that was played by Benedict Wong, Tong, the big guy. He was funny. Like he actually made me laugh, like some of his like grunts and he had a great, some great moments that kind of pushed the movie through. But as a group and the connections they missed, the comedy was a little heavy handed for me, as I mentioned in, in some places. I did have some chuckles, but it mostly came from Tuk Tuk, which isn't necessarily the, the for only place you should get the good comedy. So it missed there. But what it did really well that I've said a million times is the message. And I think of all the Disney movies and all the, well, of all the movies I can think that I've watched this year, to me, this one has the most poignant message and gets it across in a very realistic way to me, especially if you remove the fact that it has to end well because it's a kid's movie and it should end well because it's a kid movie. But I, I think up to that point, the consequences, the things that have to go on because we're not willing to trust each other as human beings, myself probably leading the way in that respect. And I think for me, that message really pushes this up the way that they portrayed the message and the way that they let it be the riding you know, theme from beginning to end and really leaned into it. I'm, I was impressed by that. Visually, it was a stunning movie, beautifully, gorgeously animated. Yeah. And I, and again, I think the performances were really good, it, albeit I just wish there was a little bit more to the story that would have tied it together. But overall, I really enjoyed this movie. I will watch it again, even if it's just me and Casey. But again, I, you know, for me, I wouldn't pay 30 bucks for it to watch it by myself, but I will watch this movie again. I Did thoroughly you enjoyed it. When you're done. Yeah, of course. Go ahead. I was going to say, you know, it, I thought this movie was, I looked at the runtime and it said almost two hours, but when the movie ended, it was like one thirty-five and it had like 16 minutes worth of credits or something. Mm -hmm. So for me, I would say this is one of the few movies where I would say if they gave me 15 more minutes to do what we had talked, like what we're saying, I think it really would have done a lot for this movie because an hour 35 at these days, that's a short movie. And I know mm -hmm. for an animated movie, that's pretty standard because the shiz ton of work that has gone to just making a movie like this. So I get that. But if they gave us 15 to 20, I really feel like the things we've discussed would have been driven home. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. I like that, Manson. Thanks. Yeah, you're right. When I think about that, you're exactly on point. I've said it a lot of times where I thought a movie was too long and this one could have benefited from just a little bit more storyline and, and having a little yeah. bit more to it. So great point. Yeah. So I think, you know, consensus is overall better than average movie, far better than a lot of the movies we've watched this year. So and last. So uh, <laughs> when, when we say this year, we're we're still including our. Yeah, like, we're including 2020. <laughs> I, I don't like to actually say 2020. So, I, you know, because it was such a terrible year. Our but. listeners, there will be a point when we don't mention she dies tomorrow, but there may oh. never be point i don't think that'll always be the standard i think for as low as it gets i hope it is i don't want to watch a movie that's worse than that. still a black stain on my resume that i recommended that we review that uh we've all had our moments but yeah so go watch this movie wait till it's you know free unless you have a family by the if you have a family you got multiple people that are going to watch it with you by all means pay for this movie it's it's worth that it's a great message a lot of fun beautiful movie yeah so that's our review there's our verdict Next week, we'll be reviewing Coming to America, the sequel to Coming mm -hmm. to America. I'm looking forward to this one. I've been, this is a movie that I grew up watching. So I hope it's good because I'm, I'm, yeah, Eddie Murphy, that movie, the original Coming to America is one of my probably top 25 movies when it comes to. It's a good movie. So yeah, tune in a week from today when you're listening to this, probably for Coming to America. Mattson, tell them where they can find us. Yeah, you guys already know. Find us on Facebook and Instagram predominantly, whatsourverdict.com. Like we just said, come check out what we're doing here in the near future. Come chime into our YouTube channel as well to check in on our spoiler freeze, which is going to be more relevant as these new movies come out. COVID, let it die, <laughs> and let us move forward. Greed.
Yeah, and a couple of things. So we've had, a, before we wrap it up completely, we've had a couple of people leave reviews that were great reviews, but they didn't actually leave any comments. So all we can see is that we got five stars from you. Leave us some comments, even if it's just, hey guys, you know, thanks for what you're doing. We love the five stars. We really appreciate it. But leave some comments because we want to, we want to read those out as we do the podcast. So those of you know have done those and rated us and you're listening, we appreciate that. Leave us comments as you do it, though, so that we can see who it was and we can read. If you don't leave it, I can't see. It won't let me see who leaves a review. It just shows that we've received those ratings. So we appreciate it. But let us let us give you some kudos in the podcast. So thanks for that. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.